Hi guys, it's Amanda, aka the Peaches of John Branion's Comedy Sojourn podcast. And this is the first episode of our spin-off podcast, or MomCast, if you will. Today I hung out with my sister Tabby and my sisters-in-law, Megan and Marla, while our kids ran amok in the backyard. In between crying babies and phone calls, we talked about trying to build up healthy children while the culture tears down traditional values and sometimes calls what we're doing brainwashing our kids. So that's what you have to look forward to. You are also invited to join us for our Just Because I Love You Day festivities. We hope you enjoy. Okay, hello listener. You still don't have a name, <laughs> but we'll get there. We've been there since show one, and I still don't have a name. So the backstory is, we've actually recorded several episodes at this point, but our very first pilot episode, we haven't been able to release because we found out that the audio for that episode was not quality. I think I've fixed it. We're recording on my phone. And I think that the notifications were throwing it off. So I've turned off all notifications. Hopefully I won't get any text messages or messages She's off of grid. other types. It was cutting out. <laughs> it sounded like, actually, you, when it cut out, it would completely get rid of those words. So you would, it would, it, out, couldn't, yeah, compute. Yeah, there was, you would miss entire words from the mm. sentence. So that was no good. No good. So... Basically, we're starting a mom cast. It's weird because we do have a theme song. Yay. Oh, we do. We do. I can't wait to hear. Did you pick it? it out? I sent it to you. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, that theme song. <laughs> Did Corey make it? No. Oh, sorry. So really, technically, any podcast could probably take the song. Uh, that okay. already has been taken. Yeah, but they don't have adorable children in the beginning. So oh, yeah. Welcome to the mom cast. Oh, this kid. Mine. Oh. My kid. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, though, because the kids aren't here today, most of them. Simon's in the other room, and Silas and Marcy are upstairs sleeping. All of the other kids are out of the house, not here. So I think... Just listen. <laughs> ah, isn't that weird? I think it's weird because there normally is. when we're here at my house, it's going to be a lot of background noise with all the kids. You can still hear Simon. In That's comforting. Oh, good. Whew. I was actually getting anxious. <laughs> so, um, introductions. I'm Amanda. If you've listened to John Brannion's Comedy Sojourn podcast, you already know me. You know my voice. And you've heard all the other voices here, too. But... By way of introduction, I think it'd be, it makes most sense to refer to who our husbands are, how long we've been married, and how many children each of us has, so that as we move forward, talking about said husbands, children, and parenting, uh, our listener, who will eventually be named... <laughs> She who shall be named. She who shall be named. <laughs> it's like a Lord Voldemort over here. It's a she this time. Yeah. Yes. Dad's listener Lady. is a male. Carl. Mage Carla. Yeah. Oh, Carla's good. Carla is not, does not have negative connotations like Carlina does. So mm. maybe Carla could work. But anyway. Uh, uh, it's very close to my name, but it's fine. That's true. Carla, Marla. <laughs> Um, but we don't know who you are yet, so just oh, a moment. <laughs> I mean, so I made all the peaches. You guys don't call me that though, so it doesn't. I call you Mandy. Mention that. Yeah, you call me Mandy. Mandy. I'm married to Luke. Been married to Luke for twelve and a half years. We have four children. 
Cammy, right, Colin, Andrew. Emmy, Silas, ranging in age from nine to almost three. Almost He'll be three in a couple of weeks. So, so, so I have the oldest child, but no longer the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to my left. <laughs> I am Tabby. I've been referred to as Tabsha, but that's mostly social media. You've also heard of Mostly because it sounds like Mandy's. <laughs> Good luck. Well, Grandma confused you and I the other day because yeah. you were doing Comics Corner with Dad and you weren't. your face wasn't on camera, but right. she thought it was me. Yeah. Oh. So Good luck, everybody. I knew. Good luck picking us out. It's a little huskier. There are people, <laughs> lots of people have insisted they can tell the difference. There are yeah. a lot of listeners who have said, oh, I don't have any trouble at all. But Probably now. Probably, but I bet you when we first started doing when people first listen, I bet you they can't. I couldn't. That was why I was laughing. I was like, That's if funny. I had known, if I hadn't known who said what during the course of that conversation, I would be thirsty. very good. This woman just keeps talking. She just keeps talking to herself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am married to Joe. We've been married four years. Whew. Four years. We have two kids. We have Marcy and Simon, and they are almost three, because she happened during the Branyan baby boom, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just a little bit over 12 months, a year. Mm, yes. Is that it? Is that all I need to say? Yep. Okay. Yep. Your it's turn. It's me. I am not a Branyan. Probably the only outsider that has never, ever in her life been a Branyan in this group. Aww. So I'm Megan West, <laughs> but my brother was a McKinney. Oh, I guess he still is a McKinney. <laughs> okay, we're not. I used to be a McKinney. Megan's <laughs> brother is my husband. This is Amanda, not Tabby. <laughs> Luke, Luke is Megan's brother. Yes. Should we draw you a diagram? <laughs> we probably do need like could. a family tree. It could be part of our logo or yes, on the website that could somewhere. totally be our logo. <laughs> so you it. can figure it out. Refer, see reference picture A. <laughs> Who are you married to? I am married to Corey West, and we have been married for th- ooh, nine and a half years. I was about to say ten, and then I went down to three for some reason. I thought you were going to say So we have three children, um, and they're all under the age of six. Youngest one being also 12 months, because apparently Tabby and I sync up. Yes, we like to have ever. babies at the same time. But no longer. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tabby? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure. (laughs) I'm Marla. My husband is Tim, who is Mandy and Tabby's brother. And we've been married for three years and some change. And uh, we have two children, Caden, who is two and a half today, and Finley, who is four months today. Oh, oh, wow. Caden and Marcy, Marcy, Margo, and Silas were all all four of us had babies in 2018. So sometimes I like to refer to the four two year olds as the quads. Yes. (laughs) Even though none of them have the same parents, they might as well. I still love that term, (laughs) personally. We often reference, we're like, remember when they were all babies? It was so fun and cute, and now they're all almost three, and it's awful. And we each other's faces. (laughs) But one day, it'll be very nice and cute again. And they all learn to drive at the same time. Yeah, when they're all taking care of each other instead of clawing each other. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So there you have it. The group, I think all together, there are, what, 13 of them? Mm -hmm. Four? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, eleven. Because oh. I'm thinking of when we had two kids that were not. Oh yeah, there were. I had two kids. I was babysitting the day that we had thirteen kids here today, so it was confusing. But um, usually, at least twice a week, we're all here at my house on Sundays, which is 
today is a Sunday, and then also on Wednesdays, which we have been calling Just Because I Love You Day for at least three years now. Yeah. Um, my oldest, Cammy, came up with that term because Megan was bringing her kids over every week so she could do a work meeting, and I started noticing that Cammy was making cards on Tuesday night, like <laughs> like birthday cards, except not birthday cards. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, I have to make a card for Piper because it's just because I love you day tomorrow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and she like picked out outfits. She, and, yes, yeah. she's a party person. She likes to coordinate <laughs> outfits and give gifts and things. So that's when it became just because I love you day. Or J-Billy, for short. <laughs> and um, that's that's what it looks like. We homeschool the kids who are school age, which is some of them. Um, the rest of them just kind of run around and wreak havoc and get into trouble. And there's a lot of feeding of children and washing of children, mm-hmm. disciplining of children that happens during those sessions. There have been many times where people outside of the family have come Friends of ours or, you know, people we know through church who've dropped in with their children to kind of be part of things. But this is the core group here. And we thought, why don't we record some of our conversations? Sometimes the kids will all be gone and it'll be really quiet. (sighs) Did you hear that? (laughs) But don't ever expect that. (laughs) Did you hear that? You might just want to put that part on loop. (laughs) Sometimes... Most of the time, it will probably not be this quiet, but this is that will be more real life, I think. And if from those experiences come a lot of really good conversations um, about life and love and... <laughs> you can't be here. This is the mom cast. You just interrupted the mom cast. I've got jerky to make. I say that nicer than I usually do. Luke's making beef jerky. It's Christmas time, Carla! But you might not hear this until after Christmas. Yeah, probably. Maybe next Christmas. No. Is that it? Is that what else do we need to add? I I think that's it. Mm Because the rest of the recording we could still use. Oh, good. Carla, you'll be able to hear the kids screaming after all. Oh, lucky you. So So pick out their voices. And you can guess, you can get, well, unless we, there is, there is some crying at one point. Yeah. You can guess which child that is. I don't even I know don't if I would be saying. able to guess because I oh, feel I like. Oh, I know. I know for sure. There's some decent cries. I know Marcy was having Definitely a rough one Margo's. that day and Margo, <laughs> and Marcy's, I, I think, think, cried My that own day. sons. Yeah, but I can tell the difference between Marcy and Margo and, well, most of the kids just from the other room. I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. Yep. I definitely feel like I can tell the difference. We should do... A recording of children screaming and see if we can. (laughs) (laughs) Whose cry is this? You know what I can do too? I can sniff the tops of my kids' heads, all four of them, and know who it is blindfolded. Wow. I guess I've never tried, but how do you? I mean, the texture of the hair would tell you. No, I wouldn't have to touch. I wouldn't have to necessarily touch their hair. Kids are stinky. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, that one smells nice. That must be the baby. Mm, This one smells like peanut butter. That must be my toddler. I think I think you could do it. I think as you add more children, you might be like, hey, wait, I could do that too. Because we've always been kind of sniffy. Sniffy. I used to, I can always sense. tell, I can always tell who farted. Uh, between your two children? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I can't and do, but Joe. I wasn't going to mention that. 
I think that's more distinct. That's why when we're out in public, like, I I know if I'm like, kids, we should just move on and not draw attention to it because there's a very embarrassed stranger around here somewhere versus, oh, no, it was one of mine. (laughs) And you walk faster. Right. Or Joe. Okay, fine. A nicer one is I can always tell what somebody has eaten, too. Like, Joe will think he's sneaking a snack food or something. And I'll be like, did you eat peanut butter and pretzels? Oh, well, like, don't yes. do peanut butter. I mean, that's like a... Like, but he'll do it for a while. Like, though. pickles. <laughs> My husband loves pickles, and they just make me want to vomit. And, like, it, like, coats your mouth for a good 12 hours. Mm. Hey, we have some fried pickles over there on the counter, Megan. You want one? one? Mm. <laughs> I might throw it at you. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'll catch it. Anyway, uh, so that's the plan. Come along with us. Come along for the ride. Um, and talk with us. Be part of the conversation. Don't mind the babies. They're probably making noise. <laughs> so what 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 did I tell you guys to stop talking about the other day? Because I thought that we could talk about it today. I don't remember. Uh, Marla's got it pulled up. There's a few. Okay, so the the thing that I sent was happy people don't go around intentionally making others miserable. Mm. But then. Um, Amanda, Mandy Peaches, wow, (laughs) said, she sent one about somebody has been resisting the urge to post about politics. I have also been resisting the urge to something. I didn't open the link. Oh, Oh, yeah. Resist the urge to post about political things. Yeah, because people, because today is actually the day after election day. We still don't know who the president is because they're still counting votes. But um, and but people have been Friday. posting a lot of things on social media about how no matter what happens, remember that we're all in this together. And I don't post about politics. That's not my thing. But they're posting about politics when they're saying that. And so they, they've kind of fancied themselves like <coughs> moderates or in the middle or like they're not going to take a side or whatever. And so we were kind of discussing that, the phenomenon where people or people will post on social media about how they don't post on social media about politics. Because you shared something, Marla, about... Oh, yeah, but yours was not political specifically. Yours was about people saying they're happy and they're really enjoying their their life or they're comfortable with their life. I don't remember what the context was exactly. I've never seen that. I don't always get people to say they're happy It's the that you shared right there. Oh, the one about um, happy people don't go around intentionally making others miserable. Sister, I'm with you is the name of the Facebook group or something. Oh boy. That I sounds like something we are all that sounds like something we're all down with, right? Yeah. Sister, I'm with you. I'm with you. I have a support group, but are but you you're, you're a like part it. of my support group, Megan. Are you Tabby? It's an ironic. Marla, are you part of my support group? It is not ironic. I'll have support to, everybody. I will have to add you to my support group. I created it like yeah. five years ago. It's oh my gosh. Amanda's support group for ask the Amanda 21st support. century. Oh yeah, ask Amanda. Because originally it was going to be an advice column where anybody could ask me anything and I would just say yes and do them. that. And so it's it's been good preparation for like my wow. doula ministry yeah. and things. You know, when it, whatever you say, I'm going to agree with it. And so yeah, that's it's now a support group where other people post things that they support. Like like my friend Lacey shared this picture the other day that she took from a garage sale site. A person shared a microwave for sale, but they didn't realize that in the reflection of the microwave door you could see that the person who was taking the picture was like squatting in front of the microwave 
wearing like a speedo and Crocs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and Lacey, wild. of course, of course, was like, well, I definitely support this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do. It's not someone you want to see in a speedo and Crocs. That no, it's this big like out. belly and hairy Aww. legs. Yeah, it was. It was kind of interesting. But on the support group, we support it, and so. So this, uh, so this sister I'm with you post kind of has a take on the L Woods. Happy people don't just go around killing people. The right. whole happy. If you're happy, you don't do things. If you're sad, you do sad. Like hurt people, hurt people. Right. It's yeah. like, no, we're just speaking truth, actually. We're not hurting. We're just <laughs> trying to help you not hurt, help you through your feelings that are ever-changing. But it does hurt. That's why, that's, that's why that yeah. quote is rough. It's yeah. because to say, like, well, you must not be happy because you're making me hurt right now. And that's not what good people do. They don't make others hurt. And it's like, well, unfortunately, life hurts. The best things in life hurt, actually. Like having babies and working out and being good at anything requires it to hurt at some point. It's not always going to be fun and nice and flowery because yeah. Elle Woods didn't actually show you how much it hurt to get into law school. They sort of montaged over that part. No, she got in. And yeah. it's like, because I think she would have had a different perspective if she actually got into law school about how much life hurts and how hard that would be. Yeah. So Right. Well, I think, I think that what Tabby brought up I'm, I'm interested in talking about what Tabby brought up on Dad's podcast last week. Which was? Where you talked about how now... Well, first of all, we were talking about how people use words, like encouraging words, like what that post was meant to be. Like, that post was meant to be encouraging. Sister, I'm with you is meant to be an encouraging sentiment. A support group is meant to be an encouraging place. So people really just use words to try to make other people feel encouraged. Mm -hmm. But why... Why that doesn't work, there's several reasons why it doesn't really work consistently. One of them is why I satirize that whole concept in my support group. You cannot support everything. You end up supporting immoral things, for mm -hmm. one thing. Yeah. And you also and you also contradict yourself. Like, you, you end up sounding, like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, crying baby. He's okay. Um, but Tabby's point was that even, like... Non-Christians, even in secular society, people are starting to kind of move away from the idea that we shouldn't judge and we should just support all the time. Yes. That's an, that is sort of the older demographic Christian and, and secular. Old Christians? Old Christians. The older generation, dad's generation really, our parents, they were the ones that were, it was shoved down their throat that it's all about love and we shouldn't judge ever and it's about walking with people and it's about relationships and the rules don't matter, which we also noted is because our great-grandparents, their parents, or our grandparents, I mean, sorry, our grandparents, their parents were the ones that were all about rules and so it was this idea that every generation sort of just does the opposite of what their parents promote. And so, you know, the, our, our grandparents were about rules and legalism and what you wear to church, and they were kind of, there was never any grace or love. And then our parents, was their whole generation was all about love and no rules. And now we're flipping. The 70s. Right. Now we're flipping again. <laughs> Hello. Where it's like, okay, but we don't want that anymore because we've been given nothing. We have no foundation anymore given to us by our parents. And we're going, gee, thanks for the rubble. Thanks for the knocked over blocks. And so we're trying to build up something. And now we're just misguided, though. 
because right. now, it's, now it's our turn. Because we don't want to build Christianity. Heaven forbid right, we build a religion so of Christian thought. Right, it's been told us that it's been bad for at least two generations. So now we're actually taking Christian ideals and just changing the definition. We're using words like love, truth, justice, compassion, but they don't mean what they should to Christians. And so that's why Christians are getting baffled. They're getting mixed up because somebody else who's not really Christian comes along and says, you're not being loving. Right. And us Christians go, well, we're supposed to be loving. And so we have to just sort of get on board with their definition of love because we don't have one of our own anymore. So how do you think, how do all of you think that applies as mothers who are raising very young children right now in this culture where there's rubble all around us, nobody wants to make any judgments about anything. How, where does that leave us as mothers trying to teach values to our children well I feel like as I try to build little towers for my kids or encourage them to build their towers that the older generation comes through and tries to knock it down and tell us that's not the right kind of tower right (laughs) that's that's an evil tower you're building and allowing them to struggle that's like the biggest thing especially I my oldest daughter is six and the last time we were over here was last Wednesday and she 20 minutes we sat I don't know if you knew this 20 minutes we sat out there in the car because she fought with me about buckling her own seatbelt which she had been doing for a very long time and but we moved the car seats a little bit and it's harder for her to do it and I said you're gonna do it you've done it before you can do it and I let her struggle for 20 straight minutes and she did it she got it not but not without tears not without her confessing over and over i can't do it just help me and i mean if she could have formulated and processed at an adult level she probably would have told me you don't love me like love me you would help me you would do this for me yeah yeah, you would have the right words boy yeah and i mean our toddlers would totally be social justice warriors (laughs) absolutely they are they just don't say the right stuff Mm -hmm. they don't have the the verbiage yet Mm -hmm. adults now are acting like children where they don't know the line between needing help and enabling, enabling poor behavior, poor choices. Um, so they're not grown up. We have no, we don't have grown ups anymore. You have to just use everything with first, you have to say it's the gift of. That so, helps. The gift of discipline. The so gift of the, <laughs> struggle. The gift of sleep. Okay, we can explore that more. Well, so you think, does it ever get hard to, to instill those values and to keep to keep teaching your children. Uh, there's a bee. There's a bee. <laughs> Sounds like there's a bee in the in the vicinity. I think he needs to struggle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Colin, you want me to give you this fly swatter? No, I don't want to kill him. Why? You just want to let him live? Hey, do you want to kill that spider on the ground? Because Ooh. I don't like that one. Ooh, just flick like him off it. onto the... Wow, that's a big one. Well, I don't oh, <laughs> oh, outdoors. Okay. No, I'm ready to run. Scare me. There, he's in the grass. Okay, so does it ever get hard to stick to your guns and and continue instilling your values in your children when you're in a culture that says that that's brainwashing? Uh. Or that's unloving, or yes. that because because the kids might not be saying it yet, but there are absolutely quote experts out there who are saying no, you're doing it wrong, you're being all all judgment and no grace, or you're being all authoritarian and no love. And how do you do that? You know, do, do you experience that? Yes, all the time. But it doesn't come. Everybody start crying at once. <laughs> If, if Carl could see the chaos. Honestly, we do. I do want to get out a camera one time and just be like, this is what, I know it sounds like the worst thing in the world is happening, but this is all it is. Gnashing like, teeth. Yeah. 
Uh, Mandy's not here, but I'm going to talk like she is. Go ahead. Uh, I yes. know. We've had this conversation know. before, so it's fine. Well, right, but for the experience. My experience. <laughs> I, I do find that it's harder, and it's not because, like, strangers or something come up to me like you think that they would, or people on Facebook are judging me because they do have this facade of, like, no, anything a mom does is great. Like, people are usually judging me behind my back, which is fine. That's much easier for me to handle, to be honest. I've had practice with that. But I find people who like, who usually love Marcy are the ones that sort of give me the most grief because they don't understand. They don't like watching Marcy struggle. Like Megan said, if, if certain people had watched me do that to Marcy, where I'm like, you're going to do this thing, and she cries and she whines, and now she's starting to tell me things like, I hate this, <laughs> then they would start freaking out. It's only a matter of time. Oh, I know. She, usually when she gets in trouble, she goes, I want a hug. <laughs> so she is a social justice warrior. Yes. But they but they don't understand uh, why that's a gift I'm giving her. Yeah. Why the gift of struggling, the gift of uh, learning and discipline is good for her. And yeah, they would rather me just give her everything because the moment she cries, they think she's the victim. Right. Right. And that happens from like birth because now you're not mm-hmm. supposed to let your babies cry ever. ever. Yeah. Well, and I don't take advice from moms whose children are wild. <laughs> if well, I but how would you, like, would you describe what they're doing right now as being wild? Like, how do you find the line between kids who are crying and, and bickering and, you know, they're out in the yard kind of, right. kind of rearranging it? Long-term versus short-term children. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> I don't know. There would be some people who would say that they think our, our children kids, are wild. They think the freedom our kids have is the bad behavior. They're more concerned, again, I think this is an older generation thing, but they're more concerned about the appearance of their peace. children. Right. Yeah. I definitely know people who are way more concerned with peace and its appearance than actual inner peace. Right. I would rather have Marcy wail and cry and throw a colossal fit like she does and know that she's learning a spiritual lesson than try to shush her and make sure she doesn't cry in the grocery car. Right. Rather than pacify her temporarily. Right. So that she just is quiet so other people don't go, wow, what a loud kid. Wow. Yep, she's loud. So when was the last time that you saw something in mainstream like mom literature, books or blog posts or podcasts or anything that says it's better to let a kid scream and cry to learn a spiritual discipline? (laughs) Well, I never. That's why Marcy's so behind. Because <laughs> this oh, is a hard him. lesson. I made contact. He's down. So, well, to answer your question, now that I'm hemming and hawing. Yeah, I, I just knocked I another guess, bee out of the air, so. <laughs> I would guess. That's three for Mandy. My best guess would be, I, well, usually I'm watching the reaction of the parents. And to the parents, that I'm like, yeah, your kid. Because kids are going to be in the flesh. They're going to freak out. They're going mm. to choose very naughty things. It's yep. just part of growing up. But how the parents react to that is is probably going to determine more if I'm going to take their advice or not. If so, they're losing their cool, if they're giving them, if they're giving in to what the kid wants, if they're not willing to discipline their child, then yeah. But now we can talk about well, what's your definition of discipline? Because that varies too in literature. Right. Yep. So you're judging based on how in control and at peace. The parent seems to be. Of their own selves. Right. Not necessarily, because you can't control your kids to a certain extent. You can't control your kids' feelings. There we go, yes. You I can't know, even control I can't, my own feelings. I can't, right. I can't force my daughter to take a nap. Like that. Right, but you're saying if, like, Margot, who's Megan's middle child, if Margot was throwing a temper tantrum in the grocery cart, 
your your ability to go, I hear you, Margo, you know, but this behavior is not okay. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. And I, I will let her scream and wail because I'm not going to give in to her despite the probably the dirty looks that I'm getting. Sorry, We're getting a phone call. Have too. you ever actually, oh, bye. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> there she goes. It's all right. We can cut this part out. Have you, because I have not actually ever experienced a dirty look. Again, people who love Marcy are the ones that normally give her more grief than like grocery store strangers. Most of the times women in the grocery store, at least where we live, tend to come up to me and they're like, I've been there, honey. Or like, you know, it, it hasn't been very often. A few times I've had somebody try to give her like a sticker or something. But most of the time women come up to me and they're like, well, somebody's not very happy. And I'm like, yep, I told her no. And then they sort of walk on. I honestly don't go out to the store much anymore. Luke will take one or two of our children when he goes. I don't, I go to church with them. But otherwise, I'm just kind of, we have our own little community here and I don't really have... The only input I get from outsiders or from strangers is on social media, and people on social media are almost always more rude and judgmental than they would be in person. But yeah, story. hey Emery, can you button your pants because they're falling off of your rear end? Yeah, so I feel like I'm pretty lucky because I'm a little bit like you. Like we don't really go a lot of places. I, I have a baby that's 11 weeks old, so I don't get out a lot. Um, but I do. The places that I do go, I feel like I'm really supportive, so I feel like I'm kind of lucky in that respect. <laughs> um, especially when I come here, I don't feel like I'm going to be judged with, with how I parent necessarily. Well, Emmy, I highly recommend. I highly recommend finding a group of moms like that so that all of your information isn't coming from strangers at the grocery store or yeah. from people on social media. And if we can be your group of moms, he's got a little tiny spot of blood on his cheek. What happened to you? May have been a scratch. I also think people should know, like, because when, okay, when other people hear me, here, wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. When other people hear me talk about, specifically Mandy, because I don't think they even realize, like, how much Megan is around. They'll be like, oh, well, you just like yes each other. They think that what we're doing is just a really good version of what they want. They're they like, think oh. that here, at just because I love you day on Wednesdays, that it's like my support group yes. for the 21st century. Right. All we're saying is like, sister, I hear you. Yeah, it's rough. I'm here's some you. wine. Here's some coffee. Yep. Keep like, they doing everything know. you're doing all the time. They never hear the fact that like we fight some Wednesdays. We cry some Wednesdays. Sometimes we, we storm off about like... <laughs> Gluten and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it was, it was uh, the crunchies. No, what was it? It wasn't Not gluten. gluten. It was soy. Soy, that's it. Soy. About we estrogen and soy. Soy and epidural, and we all oh, yeah, epidurals. <laughs> oh, man. And well, just the other day, I was actually a little nervous <laughs> trying to come here because I was like, shoot. I think the last time I talked to Mandy, I was yipping at her because of sleep training stuff. And I literally got back on polo and was like, me, me, me. Like, that's what I said. You did say that. Yeah. I was, ugh. I was so annoyed. So, right. So people here, like, they think we're all super like-minded. They think we get together and just yes each other. They think that we, there's no... Like, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. It's just a lot of support. And it's like, there's a lot of pushing each other, a lot of disagreements and stuff. I just love that it's not handled, that part is not handled the way that other people would. 
It's still very much, well, I'm mad at you, or I'm crying, or whatever, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> you know, or what do I need to bring for food, or, or something like that. And things get resolved, and we move on, and we're mature about it, and then we're better for it. it yeah, it's to the point now, I think, where you guys say things like, I'm in a really bad mood, so I probably need to come over and deal with it. Speaking of bad moods, yeah. Marcy is not she's, handling she's life right now. She's super hungry, and she needs a nap. I've gotten up and gone over to Marcy yeah. and talked to her about four or five times in the last yeah. 30 seconds. Okay, And listen. she just keeps bursting into tears. So I think we're going to pause for now. And maybe we'll record some more later, but this has been about a half hour. Let me look. But I wanted to say my piece about needing to come over here. It's been 24 minutes or so. I've got to be under my mug. There's no way I can wrap up what I want to say in 30 minutes. Well, we have to try to resist the urge to not parent on a blog post or, I mean, a podcast about parenting. This is this is a very good snapshot of what it's like, I think, though. Oh, yeah. It's a nice... I can't do... I have to parent. I have to stop. We sit together and we talk in about two-minute increments, and then somebody has to jump up and answer the phone, or somebody else has to go and take care of a crying baby. This is how it goes.